Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast for Monday, December 16th. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined by John DeShazer, my co-host for a game day edition of the podcast as the Saints will take on the Colts tonight for Monday Night Football at 7.15. But we are joined by our special guest, Super Bowl champion, Scott Fajita. Scott, how you doing today? Caroline, good morning. Great to be with you. Excited to have you, and uh, I know you've been in the city all weekend for the 10-year anniversary of the Super Bowl. Uh, tell me a little bit about Friday night, or Saturday night, excuse me, and, and what it felt like to be reunited with all those guys. You know, it's always great to just come back and reconnect. You know, we certainly stay in touch via text, phone calls, etc. but there are very few occasions where we can all just come together and be together and just reflect on what was accomplished together. You know, sometimes I think when you're away, it feels like it's been forever since you had that moment. And then you come back together again, you feel like you pick up right where you left off, and it almost felt like it was just yesterday. So always good to get, get back together and uh, get the band back together, as we say. I heard a lot about the uh, the tribute video and Sean Payton talking uh, on Saturday night. Was there a specific moment that that stood out to you, or that maybe uh, made you feel some kind of way on Saturday night at the at the gala? Well, I think there were a lot of things that were definitely goosebump worthy, and then anything with Sean sort of turns into a roast. So you got to be careful where you're sitting, <laughs> because if he catches you in his line of sight, uh, that you might be the target of, of a really good joke of some kind. And then someone made the comment too that Sean's always going to get the last word. So if you're going to bring something back, you better bring the thunder because he's going to finish you at some point. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy with the mic, so he kind of controls that whole situation. No, no doubt about it. Scott, what what was it like, Um, I guess, you, you know, you, you guys – I see you guys rib each other on, on Twitter and you guys, I'm sure, rib each other on the phone. But to get back together, I mean, I know you, you mentioned, you know, you kind of pick up where you're left off. But, you know, was it a whole – the whole event, how was that uh, to, get, I guess, get back together? It, it seems like a collegial type thing. Uh, for this team when they have these reunions and have the players coming back on campus and that kind of thing? Um, yeah, it, it, it's good to be back. I mean, from the, from the moment you see each other, it's like the stories pick up right where they left off. You know, tomorrow we're back at the facility, walking around getting a tour of everything that's been developed since we all left. And just the stories pick up right where they left off. Hey, remember we used to eat lunch over in this corner? And, you know, I was telling the story to Mickey and some of the guys. We had a motorhome um, years and years ago, and I asked Mickey permission to park it in the far corner of the Saints parking lot. And he said, yeah, you're not going to be living in it, are you? And I said, no, of course I'm not going to be living in it. He <laughs> said, you're not going to be dumping into the sewer at all. No, of course I'm not going to be dumping into the sewer at all. But what we did was on Fridays for our lunch period after practice, I used to pull the motorhome around and park it in front of the cafeteria. And a bunch of linebackers would grab our lunch on a tray and go out and sit in my motorhome and watch uh, the Ricky Bobby movie. <laughs> it was popular <laughs> at the time. Um, and just have lunch before we go into meetings. So it's just coming right back and reflecting and kind of reminiscing on all those funny sort of behind-the-scenes moments that I think really helped build the kind of chemistry that makes a championship team. I mean, it's one thing about, you know, on-the-field production and doing the right thing in the playbook, knowing your ex's nose, knowing where to be and when. But it's, it's really the chemistry of that team that was so strong, and that's one of the things that Drew talked about the other night on Saturday, which is how much we all really liked each other. You know, we like to be around each other. And I think it was that sense of closeness uh, that really you know, kind of put us over the edge and help lead us to that championship. You know, I think you were the guy who coined the phrase, and correct me if I'm wrong, you called Drew annoyingly optimistic. Is that what you called him or something along those lines? No doubt about it. He, he was, <laughs> he always has been, and he always will be. And that's one of the things I admire so much about him. And it's really contagious. You know, a lot of us do have moved on to other things in our careers, and whether it's leadership positions or managerial positions, et cetera. He's trying to set the right kind of tone and right kind of culture. Um, to have that sense of, um, of optimism, it just permeates uh, every room you're in. If you bring that work, to, you bring that uh, sort of uh, that concept to work every single day, it's so critical. And, and there's no doubt that Drew set that tone. And, um, and, and it was reflected in the rest of us. You know, Scott, these things can't be developed overnight, but was it somewhat of a surprise to have it like smack dab now 
where the Saints are chasing the number one seed in the NFC, and there's a lot of things going on with the team. And yet, you know, Coach Payton, uh, Drew, uh, the team kind of took the time out to say, hey, we're, we're going to recognize this special group. Yeah, I mean, timing is everything. And, and as this team and this, this you know, sort of community have learned in recent years, the stars really do have to align. I mean, there's no doubt the Saints team was talented enough the last couple of years, but the ball has to bounce your way. You know, the stars have to align. Every cliche in the book, things become cliches because they're true. There's a reason people say things over and over and over again is because they are true. Yeah. So for us to have the ball bounce our way and the stars to align back in 09, it's the same thing two years ago. It was the same thing last year. And it's the same thing this year. So Sean's message to us last year as the old-timers and to his current team this year is that there's always room for improvement. No matter how much you think you may have arrived, if you're not willing to put in those, those little extra bit of effort and willing to you know, sort of pay attention to the little minutia and the details, then it's not going to happen. So the message here at week 13 or 14 or whatever it is to the current team is, hey, there's still room to grow, room to improve, and you have to. Otherwise, it's not going to happen for you. Um, it's just the attention to detail is so critical. I believe Lance Moore uh, tweeted the other day that he feels a, a little bit stronger and a little bit more close to the game um, when he watches it now as opposed to when he was playing the games. And I think Deuce McAllister chimed in and said he felt the same way. Do you feel the same way when you watch Saints games? Are you a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say invested, but are you a little bit more disappointed when things don't go the Saints way? Well, it's interesting because I think when you leave the game, uh, I, I turn into like more of like a fanboy, you know? So it's, I'm not watching it with the same kind of critical eye in terms of like understanding the concept of the game or seeing the big picture. I really like, I'm like a fan. I kind of watch the ball, see where the ball goes. Yes, my, heart bro- my heart's broken after a loss, especially a disappointing loss like last week. So yeah, I'm invested almost from like a fan perspective. I don't know if that's, you know, that's healthy for me or not. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's pretty special that way. And I would prefer it that way. I don't want to come in and have the kind of the critical hat on, like, you know, uh, like as a, as a former player, again, understanding scheme and concept, because in many ways the game has passed me by. Um, I enjoy just flipping it on like the rest of the fans in the community around the country and just wanting to watch good ball um, and supporting the team because I'm so connected to, to the organization. Now, you mentioned fan perspective. What do you feel like as a fan it's going to be like tonight, a Monday night football game, a home game? We know what the Superdome is like. And there are high stakes along with it, even though uh, Indianapolis has struggled lately. But the Saints still are chasing something that's pretty huge. What do you what do you expect the, the atmosphere to be like? Well, it's a combination of things that I think are lining up just right. I haven't seen anybody crunch the numbers or what the data currently points to in terms of the Saints on primetime games. Um, but overwhelmingly, over the years in the Sean Payton era, primetime day primetime games worked out has worked out well for the Saints to an incredibly large proportion. So. Um, in a game like this, again, where there's a lot still on the line, you're fighting for seating and lining up on a primetime atmosphere, you know, with all the old guys back in the building, I would anticipate it being electric. I think the fans are going to be bananas like they always are. But again, primetime, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, what this team has been able to do over and over and over again for the 14 or 15 years since Sean and Drew have been here, um, it's, it's unprecedented. So I'm excited to be back. I'm glad the stars aligned for us to be here on a Monday Night Football game because it's just kind of supercharged from an atmosphere standpoint. So for me to come in now as a fan, uh, I'm super excited to be in there. Like I was talking about goosebump-worthy moments, tonight will definitely be one of those. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm I'm not a betting man. Well, I can't bet now because I've worked for an NFL team. (laughs) But if you were a betting man, (laughs) Drew Brees going for the NFL all-time touchdown passing record uh, tonight, or or at least to get back ahead of Brady, uh, what would you put the odds on Drew Brees setting the, the record or establishing a new record here at home tonight? I would take that bet. Um, again, primetime game, Drew, Drew usually plays lights out with big numbers. So 
fantasy players, start Drew if you're still in the season. <laughs> um, you know, betting people, uh, <laughs> bet large. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a big night. Scott, uh, what are you up to now? I know uh, our boss, Doug Tatum, kind of talked to you a little bit about being the new head of uh, the All Saints School, but do you have anything else on your plate? Because it seems like you're the kind of guy that likes to put a lot on his plate. Yeah, I'm busy, busy. I mean, right now I'm just trying to enjoy the city and be as present uh, in New Orleans as I can be. So I apologize for the background noise. My wife and I are just walking around the city, connecting with some old friends, you know, going to the old restaurants that we like like to hit. So uh, trying to be as present as I can right now. But, um, yeah, I I stayed busy post-career. I'm the head of the school, uh, All Saints Day School, coincidentally, out in Central Coast, California, uh, loving it and riding the steep learning curve. Um, Yeah, kids are amazing, and that's really what it's all about. So super excited. And just to play on words with me being a former Saint, head of a school called All Saints. We have a lot of fun with that, and the kids are all following along uh, back home, kind of my journey here this weekend, and super fired up. We have a lot of Saints fans now on the West Coast. Um, So I'm trying to spread the love out that way. Okay, now, Scott, we got to back that thing up because I was not in that interview where you, you know, announced you, where you said you're ahead of a school. What What are your duties? Uh, my duties are extensive and probably changing every day. I feel like the list of things I've never thought about before it gets longer by the day. I come into each day with a plan, and the plan gets derailed by about 8.30 every day. It's, it's a riot, but it's so much fun. You know, I got my master's in education at Berkeley uh, when I was there years and years ago. Always had the intent to use it at some point. Uh, opportunity presented itself here at a school that I was connected to, was a parent in the community for a number of years, was on the board for a number of years, um, decided to apply for an open position, uh, went through the process, and, uh, and here we go. So... Still riding the learning curve, but having exceptional kind of faculty and staff uh, and, and their support. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's all about the kids and just keeping the focus there and trying to give them the best experience possible is what it's all about. And um, try to bring the energy and, and the excitement and enthusiasm to what we do and just loving it, absolutely loving it. Now, what's the transference from athletics to academics? Um, it's funny. You hear a lot talking about how football you know, is a non-transferable skill. Um, I would disagree with that. Sure, kind of the X's and O's and, and the physical components may not transfer to most things in the working world, but just being a part of a team, knowing how to collaborate, work through adversity. Again, we talk about cliches. Those things apply everywhere. Um, and, you know, more and more often now, you need to find groups that can actually collaborate and work together to problem solve. And the more diverse ideas and mindsets you have and you bring to a table to solve a unique problem, uh, the more chance you're going to have for success in solving that, that problem. So that's what it's about. It's, it's team-centered, and, and it's kind of that sense of team focus is the same regardless of the industry. All right, Scott, well, we appreciate your time. We'll let you go and uh, get to whatever restaurants you guys are hitting downtown. Uh, we appreciate your time and looking forward to seeing you tonight. Appreciate you guys so much. I'm fired up. Can't wait to be back and, uh, and see the whole crew back in the dome. Thanks to Scott for joining us on the show today. Reminder, in case you uh, forgot or are living under a rock, the Saints play the Colts tonight for a Monday night football at 7.15 in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. You can watch on ESPN. You can also watch on WDSU locally or listen in on Westwood One or, of course, if you're local, WWL Radio with your own Zach Streif and Deuce McAllister. John DeShazer and I will have your pregame show on NewOrleansSaints.com or the Saints app around 5.15 this afternoon noon and then of course we'll have your post-game coverage with the live press conferences of Sean Payton and Drew Brees immediately following the game so be sure to get the Saints app and download that so you get notified of everything going on with the New Orleans Saints you will have highlights stats and much much more all right today's show was brought to you by SeatGeek if you're trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event it can be complicated there's hundreds of sites and shady pricing 
But with SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. I did it earlier today. It is very easy. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use code GOSAINTS at checkout. SeatGeek, score the best deals on tickets. All right, thanks to everyone who had a part in today's show, including Mr. Daniel Salerson himself, uh, and of course, Scott Fujita for calling in uh, ahead of tonight's game. For Caroline Gonzalez, John DeShazer, thanks for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast, and we'll tune back in on Wednesday.